The dynamic ministry of Pastor Mark has blessed hundreds of lives across the globe. In this message, you'll be informed by the Word of God, reformed by the love of God, and transformed by the power of God as Pastor Mark takes us through a journey of the revealed Word of God. Ladies and gentlemen, the Word. Thank God, it's Wednesday. I'm so excited to bring to you your favorite podcast of the week, the Wednesday. And I hope it meets you in perfect condition. Shall we take a word of prayer? Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to give you praise. We want to appreciate you for the things you did, the things you are doing and even the things you are yet to accomplish in our lives. We ask, O God, that within this allotment of time, we will be informed by your word, reformed by your love, conformed to your will, and transformed by your power. We thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. I'm so excited and I'm I'm aware that you are equally excited because Wednesdays are special days within our time frame where we get to receive God's fresh word, even as it has to do with his divine purpose for our lives and the, the seasons and the times in which we find ourselves. So I will encourage you to brace yourself and prepare your heart and your mind for the word that is about to be released unto us. And of a surety, this word will accomplish the purpose for which it was sent. You will be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. So previously, we looked at the price for change. And I hope you were blessed by that message. We looked at the price for change, emphasizing the need to seek God's presence as the primary requirement for change we established certain truth to the end that the presence of god must be our primary pursuit in our quest to obtaining change even as it relates to every aspect and facet of our lives and destinies and it is my prayer that one of these days, even starting from now, you and I will begin to experience unlimited dimensions and manifestations of the very presence of God in the mighty name of Jesus. In today's podcast, we would be looking at another non-negotiable on the menu of change. And as far as this is concerned, It is very, very paramount on the priority list of any man or woman that is desirous of a change as it relates or pertains to the kingdom of God. Child of God, brothers and sisters, there are several arsenals available to the individual or to the ordinary man who is in search 
of change. But as a child of God, you are confined to the boundaries of the word of God. So anything that is not permitted by the word of God, it is expected that you abhor such. This is why we bring to you the word of God recommending solutions that have been tried and tested historically proven to the end that the change that you desire to see will be made manifest in your life so that will take us straight to the book of john chapter 2 and we would be reading from verse 3 to 5 john chapter 2 and we would be reading from verse 3 to 5 the Bible says, And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto them, They have no wine. Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. Verse 5. His mother saith unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it i want us to take it once again john chapter 2 reading from the third verse even to the fifth verse the bible says and when they wanted wine the mother of jesus saith unto him they have no wine verse 4 jesus saith unto her woman what have i to do with thee mine hour is not yet come verse 5 his mother said unto the servants whatsoever he saith unto you do it this brings us to the second price for change the second price for change the second price for change ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters the second price for change is intercession. Can you say that with me once again? Say intercession. Can you say that one more time? Intercession. By way of definition, intercession simply means to stand in the gap. By way of in, by way of definition, intercession means to bear a burden by way of definition it means to mediate to represent or to serve as an intermediary as an intermediary as an intermediary we see a display and a manifestation of the ministry of intercession in the story of change that we have sought to consider within this time frame and that change we are talking about was how water miraculously turned into wine and in our previous podcast we looked at certain things that time will not permit us to go over again so for a better understanding kindly take out some time and listen to my message on the price for change part one we see a display of the ministry of intercession in this very extract 
that I have read out, which I believe you have equally paid attention to or possibly read out. We see Mary acting as an intermediary between the organizers of the wedding and Jesus Christ. We see Mary standing in the gap on behalf of the organizers of the wedding. We see Mary bearing the burden of the organizers of the wedding. We see Mary mediating between the organizers of the wedding and Jesus Christ. We see Mary representing the organizers of the wedding before Jesus Christ. And we equally see Mary acting as an intermediary between Jesus Christ and the organizers of the feast and the organizers of the wedding. Child of God, you have been sent to represent others. And abandoning your place of intercession has very dark consequences. Child of God, brothers and sisters, we understand that water changed into wine, but we cannot ignore the role that Mary played in getting us to this point. We cannot abandon, we cannot fold and keep our eyes off the fact that it was Mary's intervention that started the change we saw. We see Mary approaching Jesus and saying to Jesus, they have no wine. And according to the narrative, that was the beginning of the change we see in the, how do you call it, in the subsequent verses of that particular narrative. The change began when Mary told Jesus about the issue. The change began when Mary brought the issue into the presence of Jesus. The change was sparked when Mary beckoned on Jesus for a change. Brothers and sisters, that was intercession. That was intercession. It wasn't recorded anywhere, at least, with the verses and the, the, the versions of the Bible I have consulted, that the servants came to Jesus Christ themselves. It was Mary that acted as an intermediary, as a representative, as a mediator between the organizers of the feast, the wedding, and Jesus Christ. That was intercession. And that is intercession. So, brothers and sisters, intercession is the second price for change. We might also be tempted to think that it was a mother and a son relationship. We will be tempted to imagine and to conclude that it was a mother and son thing. And so we cannot term that as intercession. But if you are a Bible student, you would agree with me that on very rare occasions did Jesus ever call Mary mother. In fact, to the best of my knowledge, it is not recorded anywhere that Jesus Christ called Mary mother. As a matter of fact, 
in the book of Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost, when the people gathered to pray, the Bible says Mary was also there praying. So who will pray to her son? There is nobody that will pray to her son. So even Mary understood that the Jesus she gave birth to was not just the son. He was beyond son. He was equally her Lord, her master and her savior. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. So we shouldn't be tempted to think that it was a mother and son affair. So the mother went to the son and said, Charlie, they have no one. No, it was beyond that. It was an intercession. It was an intercession. It was an intercession. Hallelujah. And we see the response of Jesus when Mary approached him. He said, woman, instead of mother. He used the term woman instead of mother, which means that Mary was not instructing Jesus to do something about it. She was petitioning Jesus to do something about the situation. And that is what we call intercession. Brothers and sisters, without intercession, we won't see the needed change we desire to see in our families without intercession we wouldn't see the needed change we want to see in our communities without intercession there wouldn't be change in our nations and churches intercession notwithstanding the needed effort that we need to put in it is a sad reality that our families lack intercessors our relations lack intercessors our churches lack intercessors our nation lacks intercessors in fact there is a bankruptcy of intercessors all over the world there is a bankruptcy of intercessors in our churches in many churches the prayer ministry is the less populated people find it easy joining the choir joining the protocol joining other departments but they find it difficult belonging to the intercessory ministry and one of the reasons is that in the intercessory ministry you cannot shine there is no showmanship in the intercessory ministry in fact when you read the whole narrative of john chapter 2 we never hear of mary again meanwhile she was the one that brought the issue to jesus but when the solution was found and the, the, the remedy was presented, Mary was totally out of the applause. All the applause went to the servants and even to Jesus. Mary was totally out of the picture. And that is the description or that is the fit of many intercessors. As an intercessor, nobody sees you. Your applause is in the heavens. Your crown is in the heavens. Your reward is in the heavens. But if you are a man or woman that is after recognition, then you may never find the intercessory ministry attractive. That is why, as a chorister, you stand before the church and you sing. As an usher or a protocol, you dress nicely, everybody sees you. But as an intercessor, you are always in hiding laboring and that is why many people don't find the intercessory ministry attractive but child of god it is one of the most powerful tools of kingdom advancement where there is no change the diagnosis is that there is no intercessor hallelujah 
and the reason why we intercede is that child of god there are things that only god can do the reason why we intercede is that there are things that only god can change mary understood this reality quickly she knew that the situation was beyond human ability human comprehension and human know-how and so she resorted to the divine because there are things that only god can do money can give you a house but it cannot give you sound sleep money can give you a woman but it cannot give you a husband or a wife money can give you a bed but it cannot give you sweet dreams money can give you food but it may not give you appetite it can give you the best doctor but it cannot give you sound health money is good but money does not solve all problems hallelujah so there are things that only god can do and that is when intercession comes in intercession is proof of our dependence of god it is proof of what our dependence on the ability of god child of god you have been sent to represent others now this brings me or this brings us to the five marks of an intercessor if we have been able to establish the fact that intercession played a critical role in bringing about the change we saw in john chapter 2 and we have also established the fact that god is calling for intercessors for families for communities for nations and even for the world at large then we need to look out for the readers of an intercessor we need to look out for the signatures of an intercessor we need to look out for the blueprints of an intercessor so we are looking at what the five marks of an intercessor what are the five things that make up an intercessor of course there are more than five but for the sake of time i'll give us just five and i'm trusting god that after this podcast the intercessor in you shall arise the intercessor in us shall arise the intercessor in me will arise the intercessor in you will arise in the name of jesus brothers and sisters the first mark of an intercessor is observation somebody say that with me say observation somebody say that with me say observation if you read the extract of john chapter 2 carefully you would see something Mary observed that the wine had run out. It is not recorded anywhere that any of the servants came to Mary to report that we don't have wine. But she noticed that there was no wine. She noticed that wine was lacking. And she didn't go about gossiping or go about complaining. She went to Jesus. Intercessors, when they see that something is wrong, they don't gossip about it. When they see that something is wrong, they don't mock it. They present it to God in prayer, trusting Him for a change. When Mary observed that the wine had run out, she observed. She was paying attention. Every true intercessor is a very, very observant fellow. They pay attention to details. They read between the lines. They are able to see the handwriting on the wall. Mary observed that the wine had run out. She was not told. 
she was not old you see even in scripture in some instances the word watcher is used to represent intercessors watches some of them are called watchmen 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 there are many believers that are not observant they are not observant they don't see things happening they are totally blinded from the reality surrounding them even in their families they can't see when something is going wrong let's look at first peter chapter 4 verse 7 the bible says that but the end of all things is at hand be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer the end of all things is what is at hand be ye therefore sober and what watch unto prayer which means that your prayer must be what influenced by your observations the bible says what watch and pray it didn't say watch and complain it didn't say watch and gossip it says what watch and pray the bible says the other day when elijah had given out a word of prophecy unto king ahab he says that i hear the sound of abundance of rain immediately he told the servant to go and watch he prayed nothing happened he told him go and watch the bible says that the servant went and came and he kept on praying and watching an intercessor is a person who after observing goes into the place of prayer and continues to observe until there is a change the prayer does not cease we saw that happen when mary confronted jesus we saw the reaction of jesus after the confrontation but mary was what insistent until she saw the change she was insistent look at colossians chapter 4 verse 2 he says continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving child of god we need to be observant even in our churches we need to be very observant we need to be very observant we need to watch by the spirit and even by the flesh also how do you call it with our eyes pay attention to details read between the lines read the handwriting on the wall are you with me observe if you are a departmental leader be observant it is not everything that somebody has to walk up to you to tell you no from afar you observe when you observe you take it to prayer that is an intercessor you take it to prayer and that is where you do your complaining and your gossiping we comp- an intercessor complains and gossips in prayer observation she observed that the wine had run out and she spoke to jesus the second mark of an intercessor is intimacy intimacy say that with me say intimacy now when you observe the conversation between mary and jesus like i've already established it wasn't a matter of mother and son no mary understood the lordship of jesus she knew about it even before he was born if you observe the conversation you would see that mary was straightforward she was direct to the point because the relationship was there the intimacy was there beyond the fact that she was her mother or his mother earthly mother like we all know even though she wasn't his mother it's a message for another day 
But if you observe between the lines of the conversation, you would see intimacy there. She, there was no need beating about the bush. She went straight to the point. Because that intimacy is there. You see, that is why Jesus can stand at the tomb of Lazarus and he doesn't need to raise a worship song before he speaks to God. He doesn't need to raise a praise and what he doesn't need to pray for five hours to command Lazarus to come out. No, he says, Father, I know that thou heareth me always. That is what intimacy. And at the tomb of Lazarus, when Jesus was about to intercede for Lazarus, we saw intimacy there. He didn't need to what, talk for long. He didn't need to lift up a prayer, a, a, how do you call it, worship or praise before he spoke. There was intimacy there. Every intercessor is an intimate with God. Hallelujah. Even in the physical, before you take somebody to a higher person, for example, before you, 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 you held somebody's hand and you were taking the person to the president, it means that your relationship with the president is very tight, very strong. If not, what gives you the audacity to hold somebody's hand that you are taking the person to the president's office? Hallelujah. Intercessors have a vibrant relationship with God. So if you must fulfill your ministry of intercession, which is the ministry of change, then you must work on your relationship with God. You must ensure that your relationship with God is solid. If not, how can you bring your father or your mother or your brother or your sister or your family or your community before God when you yourself do not have a strong relationship with God? It is like not knowing the president and holding somebody's hand that you are taking the person to see the president. You may end up with a slap. You may be kicked out mercilessly. Let's look at 1 Kings chapter 17 verse 1. And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. Elijah was an intercessor. And we see intimacy as one of the strengths of the ministry of intercession. As one of the strengths of his ministry. He said, as the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand. He was so confident about his standing God and his intimacy with God. He was so sure. Now, this instruction did not come from God. It came from the prophet. And he knew God was going to back him up. Have you ever told somebody to do something which was going to implicate a third party? And you were very sure about the reaction of this third party. Oh, take it. Don't worry. I'll talk to the person. Oh, don't worry. Take the, the, the drink. I'll talk to the person. You are very sure about the person's reaction. Why? Because of your intimacy with the person. Elijah was so sure. As an intercessor, he had built so much intimacy with God. He knew God was going to back his words. Let's look at Genesis chapter 18 verse 23. 18:23. And Abraham drew near and said, Will thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? This was before the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham began to intercede. He started from there. He said, if you find 50 people here, will you destroy? God said, no. He said, if you find 40, will you destroy? He said, no. If you find 30, will you destroy? He said, no. He kept on interceding for the land. 
I mean, what gave Abraham that audacity to engage God in such a conversation? Trying to deter God from doing what he had intended to do. We see it here. He says, Abraham drew near and said, he drew near and said, the reason why we are saying and it is not working is because we have not first drawn near. We have been drawn near, yet we are saying, an intercessor is a man or woman who has built intimacy with God. You cannot represent people before God when you have no intimacy with God. It doesn't work. So you are wondering why you are praying for your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, whoever, and it is not working. It is because you have not first drawn near. It is my prayer that the grace to draw nearer to God is being released unto you and I in the name of Jesus. The third mark of an intercessor is burdens. 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 The first one is what? Observation. The second one is what? Intimacy. The third mark of an intercessor is burdens. Brothers and sisters, it wasn't Mary's wedding. But she made the problem her problem. It wasn't her wedding. Even the Bible doesn't tell us whether it was a relative's wedding or a friend's wedding. It wasn't recorded. So I'm tempted to believe that she was just invited like any other person was invited. But she made the problem her problem. That is an intercessor. An intercessor makes other people's problem their problem. Intercessors are men and women of burdens intercessors are men and women who feel the pain of others they are men and women who carry the burdens of others to jesus intercessors are not selfish people intercessors don't mind their business in a positive sense they don't mind their business you know we live in a generation of mind your business no that wasn't what jesus taught us Jesus taught us to take interest in the well-being of other people as it relates to their dealings and their businesses. And by business, I'm not talking about commerce. I'm not talking about, about buying and selling or demand and supply. By business, I'm talking about the input and output of their destinies. Intercessors are interested in the well-being of others. We have too many selfish Christians and believers. It's all about me. It's all about me. It's all about me. It's all about me. There is a man called Charles Benz who was an American politician. He says, intercessor's prayer is loving your neighbor on your knees. You have heard that you should love your neighbor. But this man's interpretation of that same um, quote was what? Loving your neighbor on your knees. On your knees means what? Prayer. When was the last time you prayed for somebody? You heard that somebody was burdened. And that is one thing about me. When I hear that someone is in trouble, I become burdened. I become burdened. I become worried. You can, you know, and many times when I have dialogues with my wife or whoever, you begin to see burden. Burdens. Burdens. Intercessors are men of burdens. Mary, it is not your wedding. Why make it your issue? Why make it your issue? Suddenly, she began to talk to Jesus about it. And I could see Jesus' reaction. He expected the organizers to come to him. 
that there was somebody busily talking to Jesus about somebody's wedding. You have seen somebody's marriage going wrong. Talk to Jesus about it. Don't go and gossip about it. That is an intercessor. When you see things going wrong, you speak to Jesus about it. One of the things I've made up my mind to do is to start complaining to Jesus rather than complaining to men. Because I've realized that complaining to men will end up in nothing. Let's read Galatians, uh, how do you call it? 1 Samuel chapter 16 verse 1. 1 Samuel chapter 16 verse 1. And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul? Seeing that I have rejected him from reigning over Israel. How long will you mourn for Saul? How long? This was somebody that was mourning over another person's predicament. Saul had been rejected by God and Samuel was mourning. Even God recognized Samuel in the pages of scripture as a great intercessor. He was mourning over somebody's predicament, burdens. Galatians chapter 6 verse 2. He says what? Bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Bear one another's burdens. Some people cannot even pay transportation fare for another person to come to church. If they pay and they come to church, they must collect the money. They don't have burdens. Somebody says, I don't have offering to come to church. And you can't pay for the person to come to church. Some people will pay and come back and come and take their money. Why? They don't have burdens. How long will you mourn over Saul? Saul is the one who should be mourning. Why are you mourning? Which means that even someone was mourning more than Saul. <laughs> to the extent that God was worried. God was like, actually, why? How long will you mourn over, over Saul? Saul should be the one mourning. Yet you are mourning even more than the mourner. Somebody asked a question. He said, can you cry more than the bereaved? Some, someone was crying than the bereaved. Why? He was a man of burdens. He was a man of burdens. I can give you several instances. I can give you several instances. Every intercessor is a man or a woman of burdens. They make other people's issue their issue. Other people's problem their problem. And they begin to seek solutions with Jesus in prayer. Hallelujah. So that's the third mark of an intercessor, burdens. Number four. The fourth mark of an intercessor is persistence. 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 Intercessors are persistent fellows. We see in the narrative that when Mary went to Jesus and said, they don't have one, Jesus said, "Ah, what have you to do with me? My time is not yet come. Mary did, could have said, okay, okay, that's okay, I understand, mm, I understand. But she insisted. She said to the servants, whatever he tells you to do, do it. That was insistence. There must be a change. She was insisting, there must be a change. She was insisting, there must be a change. Intercessors are persistent and insistent. They don't give up. They don't take no for an answer. The Archbishop of Blessed Memory said, when your faith says yes, God cannot say no. Intercessors are result-oriented. They don't stop until they see the change. 
Elijah kept on praying and sending the servant, go and check, go and check. If we don't see the answer, this prayer is not ending. Intercessors are result-oriented. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 62 from verse 6 to 7. I have set watchmen upon thy walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace day or night. Ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silent and give him no rest till he establish and till he make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. He says, give him no rests. He says, I have set my watchmen. Like I told you in the beginning, intercessors are also called what? Watchmen. He says what? Give him no rest. In other words, be persistent. Intercessors are persistent. You can't tell me that you are interceding for your family. You have not seen the result and you have stopped praying. You are not an intercessor. Because the intercessors I know, even from biblical days and from contemporary times, until the answer envelopes, they don't stop praying. Until the answer raptures, they don't stop praying. You are praying for a brother, he's not changing. Keep praying till he changes. You are praying for a sister, she's not changing. Keep praying till she changes. It took Peter three years and over to change, even when he was with Jesus. Keep praying. He says, give him no rest. That is what? Persistence. When you read Genesis 18, 32, the scripture we read early on, we see persistence in the negotiation or as it were, the intercession of Abraham over Sodom and Gomorrah. He says, if you find 50, will you destroy them? God said, no. He insisted. If you find 40, he said, no. If you find 30, he said, no. If you find, what was that? Persistence. Persistence. Intercessors are men that persist until the change takes place. The last mark of an intercessor is optimism. To be optimistic is what? To be positive-minded. To have a positive what? Trajectory. A positive viewpoint. Mary was optimistic that the change will happen. He told the servant, whatever he tells you, do it. I am sure that the change will take place. I am so optimistic that the change will happen. Intercessors are positive. You can't be praying as an intercessor and then you're, you, are, you are pessimistic. You can't be an intercessor and then you have a negative outlook of the outcome of your prayer. Hey, this church, we are praying, but the people are not changing. These people, they won't change you. No matter how much you pray, they won't change. That's an intercessor talking. This my brother, no matter how much you pray, he has refused to change. That's an intercessor. Intercessors are optimistic. They are positive. They are hopeful. They are confident in the ability of God. As an intercessor, be positive. Be positive. To an intercessor, nothing is too damaged that God cannot repair. Nothing is too crooked that God cannot straighten. Nothing is too lost that God cannot find. Nothing is too dry that God cannot freshen. Nothing is too dead that God cannot make alive. That is an intercessor. First Samuel 17, 45 to 46. Then David said to the Philistine, Thou cometh with me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel. 
whom thou hast defiled. Verse 46. And this day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand. That was what? Optimism. This day, this day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand. He has not yet fought the battle, but as an intercessor. David was an intercessor. He was standing in the gap for Israel against Goliath. He says, this day, God will give your help to me. That is an intercessor. Intercessors go to the place of prayer and they know a change is taking place. They go in the place of prayer and they know there is a shift that is taking place. They go to the place of prayer. They present the issues to Jesus and they know that something is going to switch look at Matthew chapter 8 verse 8 the centurion answered and said Lord I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof but speak the word and my servant shall be made whole this centurion was an intercessor he was standing in the gap between his servant and Jesus he brought the issue of a servant to Jesus looking for solution for the servant and the Bible says he was so optimistic he said to Jesus don't even come under my roof just send the word and my servant shall be made whole there is a word that is being sent to you right now and that word is causing a change in your life a word is being sent to you right now it is bringing a change in your finances it is bringing a change in your body it is bringing a change in your family it is bringing a change in your career in your relationship and in your job in the name of jesus brothers and sisters we have been ordained as instruments of change but without the armor of intercession the change we seek may never happen the price of intercession must be paid by anybody that desires to see a change in this realm of life wishing is not enough complaining does not add up crying does not make sense it is time to focus on the bigger picture your family is the bigger picture your community is the bigger picture your nation is the bigger picture the world is looking for change which means that the world is looking for intercessors and god has sent you to represent others the price of intercession must be paid child of god if we want to see the change we want to see we must pay the price of intercession by amalgamating all these qualities by amalgamating all these qualities by putting them into a conglomerate observation intimacy burdens persistence and optimism it is then and only then that we will see the change we so desire wherever you are begin to pray begin to pray in the name of Jesus, begin to speak in other tongues. Man, do give Begin to pray wherever you are. The intercessor in you is rising. Kamuni andiki vagadabahayas. I am an intercessor. I am an instrument of change. I change my world through prayer. I bet possibilities through prayer. No reality is beyond my reach. I am a burden bearer. I am a burden lifter. I am a channel of possibilities to my generation. Ah, my persistence breaks resistance. Something is moving. Something is changing. Something is moving. 
something is changing something is moving something is changing in the name of Jesus there is a word of prophecy by this message we saw a woman playing the role of an intercessor in this narrative that we just read in these last days one of the things that God is doing is that he's raising feminine voices feminine intercessory voices and if you're a lady listening to this podcast it is time to align it is time to reform and conform it is time to align because god is raising feminine intercessory voices that will alter the paradigm of our nations i see that you are one of such women in the name of jesus of course the men are not left out a change is taking place something is moving something is changing in the name of jesus and do live in jesus name amen oh amen hallelujah glory be to god glory be to god what a word what a word hallelujah now if this is your first time listening to me or probably you have been listening to me over the weeks and over the months and you are saying man of god i want to make it right with god i want to make it right with god you have not given your life to christ or you probably want to rededicate your life to christ i want you to say this prayer with me say lord jesus thank you for the gift of your life thank you for your sacrifice on calvary thank you for your redemptive blood i believe it i confess it and i receive it that today and always i am yours and you are mine even now and forevermore amen if you have said this prayer a big congratulations to you a very big congratulations to you and for this reason i want to extend a hand of fellowship to you to connect with the heroes church in any way possible and your life would never ever be the same again until we meet again my name remains pastor mark lead pastor of the heroes chapel worldwide we would meet again but until then keep on interceding and keep on causing changes in the name of jesus bye-bye thanks for listening we hope you were blessed by this message for this and more follow pastor mark on instagram and facebook and remember to share this message with friends and loved ones stay connected we celebrate you